My guest today is known nationally as a leading expert in strategizing and building profitable automotive operations. She is retained by firms and organizations all across the U.S. to effect improvement in their bottom line. With over 25 years of successful experience and more accolades than she will allow me to mention, it is my honor to share a conversation with Kathy Cruz, the founder and CEO of Cruise Control Incorporated. If you buy and sell vehicles for a profit or you want to, you're in the right place. This is the Flipping Genius Podcast. Our number one goal is to help our listeners make more money. Every episode, we share information, ideas, and experiences of real-life car flippers. I'm Randy Lee. I'm the host of Flipping Genius. I've flipped cars most of my life for over a dozen years now. I've been a licensed dealer. I am working to build the best podcast about successfully flipping cars for a consistent profit. Let's get to it, flippers. Uh, Kathy Cruz is here. Uh, I'm so excited. It's you're, This is the second time you've been on Flipping Genius. Uh, welcome back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, second time, um, you know, uh, what, season two, I guess? Now we're in season three. This, is, this will be episode uh, 126. Of oh. the flipping genius i've been i've been hard at work uh just trying to grind this thing out and 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 i want to thank you too for participating in not just being a member of but but participating in our car flipping forum uh because that's that's pretty cool too oh yeah you know i mean i'm embarrassed to say there's yeah my my deep sigh uh has to do with facebook um they they put out a uh, an edict uh, about a year ago that oh get into groups and we'll show you that content first and blah 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 so okay you know i know enough not to believe really believe them but i thought well, let's check it out anyway and um it worked for a while and then all of a sudden nobody sees their group content anymore and so the other day when i saw your post i'm like oh my gosh, I need to go into this group more. So it's, I put it at my favorites. And so now I'll do it more often because it, um, it's, it's nice to be around car people, no matter what you're doing uh, with cars. I like being around car people, people that like cars. Like there's a lot of people in the car business that don't give a shit about cars. They don't care. They don't, <laughs> it's like yeah. so nothing you- matters. They just want to sell, sell, sell. But right. for people that enjoy cars too, it's, that's more me. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I, I have to admit, I'll, I'll fess up. I am a deal guy. I, I love, I love the, the I car. am too. I love the business. I'm 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 yeah. more about business and I fell into the car business almost by accident. Now I've owned a lot of cars and not many of them have been real pretty. Uh I I just like, you know, the the fact that I bought it for this and sold it for that and in between I made this. And that's yeah. thus the car flipping uh thing began and uh and one of the things that I enjoy sharing with the group just about every month is your article in in the um, used car dealer magazine uh, because it's it's always it's always different because your your focus is on uh, on social media and and but it's always something that the guys will this of the people I always say guys but we have like twelve percent our our female uh, population uh, in the group and yeah. if the people will just read what you say and do it you'll help us accomplish the number one goal of flipping genius uh, and that's to help our listeners make more money and now our viewers too. 
Absolutely. Yep. 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 And I, uh, what you said about, yeah, I'm, I'm, I get very excited when a deal is happening. Don't get me wrong. I love that part. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, if they're, uh, you know, I, whatever I can do use car dealer. Um, it's funny how that relationship kind of transformed. I, I, uh, had, I've over the years I've had, um, as people have come and gone from national independent auto dealer association, uh, I've developed relationships with a few of the people there. And it used to be just, um, they asked me to contribute to their newsletter that was sent out to all independent dealers, I believe, or I think, no, it was to, um, uh, the, uh, dealer associations in each state. And so that was great. And then they kind of mutated into now it's used car dealer magazines. So, um, the guy there, Andy Freelander is awesome. And, um, I write probably, I think about six times a year or so. I mean, one every two months uh, okay. for them. And it's, so that's why I'm not doing it every month. I, I, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, um, okay. well, they share it a lot on social too, but, um, sometimes it's, uh, I think two or three of the articles are long form, like 2000 words ish. And then the others are about a thousand, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I do try to mix it up just because, you know, um, social media and just digital marketing has gotten so complex and online reputation management. And mm-hmm. um, we really need to be able to um, reach people honestly and transparently and the way, you know, social selling does that. So I'm a big fan of, of um, just increasing your audience, but not for the sake of just getting high numbers in your audience, but to really make connections. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause that's, it's- those who, those are people who buy, right. Buy and sell. Right. It's, it's, I, I find it fascinating because uh, we have great op- opportunity as a little guy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably always going to be a little guy because I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, well, I'm too lazy to become a big guy. So, so I, but, but you can be very profitable. You can be uh, very successful in this world with a, a lot less outlay, I think, than I would have taken a long time ago by using these tools. And, uh, yeah. And, and and something you just the article you wrote about uh, top tips for automotive social selling in the, the latest issue, um, you you address something that I think it scares a lot of us is is this change where everything is online. You know, they, they people can just buy the car. We watch television. They, they're talking right in front of me. They're saying, you know, you don't even have to talk to those clowns. They'll just bring the car right to your house. And and. Um, (laughs) but that's the reality out there and if you don't deal with that reality you're not going to be in the business anymore and that's and that's i was so uh intrigued as i usually am intrigued by your article but that one especially i I even made a little video about it just to talk to to everybody about it because i thought they need to read this and uh um i i uh can you can you address that a little bit about the the new kind of this new market where uh because you've been in the car business what Long time, what? <laughs> a long time. Since you were four or something. My um, my grandfather was a dealer in the '60s, and mm-hmm. so I come from. But I, he died before I was of working age. But um, but I always loved cars. I never, uh, I never played with with dolls. I played uh-huh. with Matchbox and Hot Wheels, and I built model cars. And really, yeah, yeah that's what I did. <laughs> um, so um, I used yeah, to make, I used to take model cars and model airplanes. It might, they'd give me like one of each for my my birthday, and I would I would glue them together. I would I would I would, I would make things out of them. I, I would never finish with what was on the box ever. 
That's a, outside the box it, thinking, you know, right from the start. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still a fan of muscle cars from that uh -huh. era, from, uh, 60s and 70s. Um, I loved Big Daddy Roth, if you knew him at all. Uh -huh. uh, he had a pinstriping shop here, but he actually designed uh -huh. cars. He's uh -huh. got very famous um, cars in here in the Peterson Museum in, in, uh, in L.A., Mm -hmm. And um, and then years later, he became friends with my parents um, on a completely different level. I had nothing to do with vehicles. He was out of that, but he was a crazy guy, just a a crazy guy from Southern California. His his shop, he has a pin, pinstripe shop, and I think it was in Bell, California, which is kind of near, um, kind of between Orange County and and Los Angeles. So, um, but yeah, he had you know Rev Revel, I think was the name of the model company but they would partner with him and okay. he did rat think did you ever know anything about rat think <laughs> it's a total yeah, something yeah, yeah I've, I've heard of that yeah i have heard <laughs> and i know i know that the, the 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 flippers out there they they definitely know what you're talking about and and, and by the way i think i think about 12 percent of the listeners in the united states we're we're heard in uh 66 other countries now too uh, but 12 percent of our listeners are in california so uh, oh, California good. and Texas are the two, uh, one and two for listeners. Alabama, I've still, I still get some folks here in Alabama that that listen to me, but, but uh, yeah, California, of course, and Texas being such big states, um, yeah. we've got a great audience and, out there. And, and car culture too here, you know, you've got oh, yeah. everybody's got a car. So. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I, I guess you already know Kathy's in Southern California. And yeah. uh, and and that's you. You've done most of your business uh, physically in in Southern California, but you've you've spoken all around the country, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I left retail um, proper in two thousand eight, it kind of um, some things happened with uh, with the place I was at that um, I, I had basically had a an agreement with someone that kind of reneged on it, mm -hmm. and so and it was just at the exact same time that the recession was. So yeah. I thought, okay, well, I'm going to have to like kind of figure out how this is going to work. And I had done um, franchise dealership consulting, but you know, prior to you know, in in my years over the years, um, but uh, for I just could see this, you know. Uh, different way that customers were going to communicate with each other and how dealerships were going to need to be part of that. So, um, yeah, so I got out of retail and pretty much started that. And so then when I did that, I said, okay, well, how am I going to build my, my, my cruise control brand, um, without a lot of money? <laughs> and so I just said, well, I guess I'll teach myself how to speak in public mm -hmm. and, um, my first, uh, first or second, uh, probably my second, um, uh, episode of that was at this terrible automotive conference that was in Huntington Beach. And um, it, uh, I, it was one of those, like, all of the sun and the moon and stars lined up together to be just absolutely terrible for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, like, they asked me, do you want us to use the laptop that's on the podium? Or do you want to use your own? I'm like, I was new. So I'm like, oh, we can just use that. I, thinking that they had the same kind of laptop as I did. I had a Mac, they had a PC. Mm. Oh no, that's not good. Cause <laughs> anyone who knows, you know, right. your, your PowerPoint's going to be reformatted. So that blew away all my notes. Oh, and then I had a heckler. They were serving a lot of alcohol and they, oh, I had a no. heckler. <laughs> and I'm like, 
oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I'm like looking at my friends going, can you guys help me here? And so basically at the end of the day, though, it, and nothing could have been really in my mind, like the fear that comes with speaking in public, right? Nothing in my mind could have been worse than what happened to me. So I thought, okay, I've been through the worst. How bad could it be? Mm -hmm. And I ended up never using notes again. I just use visual cues Uh and, and off I went. So I, yeah, I've, I've spoken all over the country and in Canada a couple of times and Uh um, yeah, with COVID I haven't lately, but I, I I, yeah. yeah, you survived that one. That was a good, that was a probably a good one to start. Because yeah, if you start out at a high, then you can, you can, uh, it, right? It, <laughs> so good, right? You're really You're bad like, the first time. Nothing could be as bad as that. Oh, and wow. the guy that was heckling me, you know, wasn't really invited there. He, he's got a storied past. He's a car dealer's, like, I believe son. Yes. And, but he's been banished from the organization because he's got issues uh, yeah. and some of that tough love kind of thing. And somehow he ended up at this conference. I don't know how, somehow he got wind of it. And I guess he was just going to gun in for me, but you know, I'm a car gal. So. Yeah. <laughs> You're a car gal. <laughs> but the, since then the whole world has revolutionized. I mean, it, it, it continues to, I mean, and I, I know, my wife and I have been talking about about business changes coming up, and and just the fact that you have to stay you have to stay vigilant to try to stay ahead of things. And um, and I, I I loved your article because you gave us some great ideas. Uh, the first one was to look your best online, and and I I gave the group my analysis of that. But can you can you elaborate a little bit about that about what you mean by that? Uh, I can, but I, first I want to give you kudos for um, doing uh, like take doing a tactic that's really kind of advanced that a lot of people are kind of I don't know fearful of I guess or apprehensive and doing a Facebook Live. You did um, great with that. It was, Thank it was you. just yeah, it was wonderful. Um, and and am I right, Jeff? Every time you do that, it gets a little easier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and, now here's a, I give you an example of maybe how you don't look your best, the, something else I'm doing. Uh, about two weeks ago, uh, my, my wife is constantly watching these reels and, uh, and TikTok. And, I, and, and I, I thought, man, she's completely captivated by that. Yeah. So I started uh, doing a, a reel every morning. I do one and I, oh. I tell silly jokes. Uh, it's, that's, that's my whole thing. Like, I love like it. Uh, a bear. I mean, I was at a bar. I, t- I always say this. This was a true story. This is a true story. I think <laughs> jokes are always funnier if, it's, if you say it's a true story. So I was at a bar and a bear walked in and the bartender looks at him and says. What's with the long pause? <laughs> and he says, I don't know. I was just born with him. <laughs> and and <laughs> stupid stuff like that. Actually, it has like hundreds and thousands not hundreds of thousands but hundreds and thousands of views so far but am i really presenting um my best yes you are absolutely because okay so here's the thing like looking your best can be a bunch of different things under the umbrella of looking your best but one of the things the kind of the one of the main points of social selling or being on social media to represent yourself is showing other parts of yourself so that you're more human and and in some cases vulnerable mm-hmm. um and but humor is always a great way to connect with people and they will remember you when you're when you have humor 
Um, I talk about humor a lot because I'm a big fan of it. I, I, I will always go for the funny, um, <clears throat> but I, I always um, have that with a little bit of a, a warning that, you know, uh, humor is, is not for amateurs. <laughs> so yeah. some some people's humor might not be as funny mm -hmm. to someone else so you have to kind of watch the the subject matter but but the but yeah you keep doing it because that could be someone might go oh that guy makes me laugh and oh, let me see what he does and then oh he shared a thing about a car oh what what's that oh right. let me check that out so that's kind of how the brain works you you, you hook them with something and then they mm -hmm. come back and yeah, I, I think you need to be careful though too that you're if you if you do, you know, blue humor or if you're, yeah. You know, oh yeah. Is this that our our country our world is so divided right now? Yeah, absolutely. And that yeah. was what what I was uh, sharing with the the folks the other day is that be careful. I mean, you you got every right to voice your opinion, sure. share your ideas, but you do it at your own peril. Yes. Uh, and that's that was what I was I was saying. Is that something that you've you've uh, experienced yourself yes yeah you know there's an old saying that you know in groups you shouldn't bring up um sex politics or religion and in this environment and in a social selling environment you definitely don't want to i know you might feel super compelled to but that that your opinions are fine just but you want to present the best view to everyone and um, you don't want to turn people off. And uh, I've seen, uh, I know someone in particular that got really, really like off the deep end with, um, with politics. And he's since kind of reeled it back in mm -hmm. because he realized that probably, I'm sure that he was cutting off half of his audience or more. And then also just, you know, do you want to be known like that? Are you, you're being, why not be, why wouldn't you rather be known as someone who can really serve customers well and, and be trustworthy and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's tricky, you know, um, I'm, I'm a social media strategist at heart. And so I feel like there's, it's a, it's a minefield in some cases, but, um, but really if you're just, you, you want to present the best, the best chance for you to be successful. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I, I personally, uh, I, I I always say that I always think I'm right, and then when I find out that I'm wrong, I'm right again. Uh, so, based on that, I, I I'll tell you what I think. Uh, I I I think that I want people to always see me all the time. I, I'm right. Who you're talking to right now is the same guy that I'm be when we turn the computer off. Uh, if you meet me at the car lot, I may have a shirt with no sleeves on it and a backpack because I just got done walking. And I look like I'm homeless. That's, that's a little bit of a worry that I have, uh, but I, but I, uh, I will, um, I will just be who I am all the time, and that way I don't have to worry about it, uh, because and that's so you know look your best. It, it uh, I guess I'm old enough now that I'm thinking it's going to be the best me that I want to present to them. I, I'm not going to get a, that's I'm right. not putting a suit and tie on every day. Uh, yeah. That may be my best look, but I'm just going to be comfortable and honest. Yeah. And the reason you're not putting a suit and tie on is because it doesn't fit you and it doesn't fit your audience either. Like you're going to be more relatable to your your audience if you're just you're more yourself. If you were out there in a suit and tie, we'd probably have to worry about you a little bit. But, um, 
<laughs> I miss I miss wearing a suit and tie a little bit. A long, long, <laughs> long, long dude. Same ago. here, man. I look in my closet. I've got uh-huh. you know suits and heels and. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do with them all. They've been sitting here forever. So I'm just, uh, cause it's been what over, over a dozen years, maybe oh, yeah. it's been 10, 10, 12 years. Yeah. Something like that. But I mean, I do have to wear something once in a while when I speak, but most of the time is I'm online and. Yeah. It's just a different world now. And I, I, I used to own a men's clothing business and, oh. <laughs> and I, I, I weighed at the time I weighed about 380 pounds and, uh, but, but I was a sharp dressed 380 pounder. I really was. I, I had, and I, I mean, because I, I I showed up in different. I I had so many suits and so many so many so much clothes, and it was not. It was different looking stuff, you know, because I because I was making a point, and yeah. I, I I enjoyed that. I'm I'm I miss that I, in a way, but I mean, today's world, we just don't we don't dress that way anymore. Right. And I've got a uh, a good friend down in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, uh, Lil John's Big and Tall Shop is the greatest clothing okay. store I know in the country. If you're in Pensacola, uh, John's not paying me a nickel to, to say this. I just I love the guy, and he I've been losing weight. I, I'm, I've lost 50 pounds this year, and I'm 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 we we were there in Pensacola a while back, a couple weeks ago actually, and, and I I bought a bunch of clothes like I always do, and then he said I told him John. I can't fit in anything here. And he, he said, he said he was thinking about starting to, to carry some regular men's sizes just so I could keep coming back, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> but it, it, he goes all the way up to like size. was it like 12 X or something? Just some wow. big, big cats. But, but if you go down there, John can make you look good. That has wow. nothing to do with what we're talking about, except for, you know, looking your best made me think of John. Yeah. Uh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so uh, you know, kind of put your best foot forward. I, I, I one thing drives me crazy. People will will reach out to me. They want to buy something from me, and I, you know, through through Facebook, or they want to sell me something because I, I, I probably spend more time uh, looking for things that I can buy, vehicles I can buy because of the the current market. And so you reach out to me, and I, I look, I always look at your profile to see who you are. And I would say about one out of 20 times, whoever they are that are trying to sell me some broken down vehicle that they're probably lying about, uh, is also flipping the camera off. Uh, and I'm thinking, why, why are you doing that? Right? Come on. <laughs> and so that's, that's a real exaggerated version of not, not uh, looking your best. So, but anyway, guys. It's a first impression, right? Like, oh, yeah. like. Like, I think I wrote in there something about, you know, what you post, think of each post as maybe someone's first impression. And it has to take the place of like a handshake and, and an elevator pitch and all of these things, because people prejudge, you know, what you are. And so if you have that mindset, you know, then you're probably going to be fine. But it looks like, you know, Mr. Mr. Flipping off the camera isn't, <laughs> didn't really get that memo. So. Oh, and I, I swear it is pretty frequent. I, maybe just in my marketplace or something. And, uh, you know, when you're trying to buy 2003 uh, Toyota Corollas with broken engines, maybe that's something, maybe that's what's, what inspires them. But, but uh, anyway, everybody stop doing that, please. Um, it, it doesn't cost any more time or effort to be kind, right? Or be be presented or presentable, maybe, and or professional. Let's 
put it down. It doesn't, it's not any more effort to do that. It's just, you know, just don't let the ego get in the way because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's most of the time what drives bad behavior, right? So well, I, 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 I find, I, I watch, I watch the, uh, the, the, the number of people that, that listen to each episode and I'm, I'm watching all that stuff. And, and one thing I know about the Flipping Genius audience is, is yeah, they do like cars. You're, you're all right, Kathy. They like cars, but they like money. They mm-hmm. want to make money. And, yeah. and I'll, just, I'll just tell you, guys, you are affecting your money when you do stupid stuff like That's that. That's exactly right. So, yes. And yeah. certainly now when it's extra hard to <laughs> flip cars and buy cars right and sell them. Mm-hmm. It's the seller's market, but when you're flipping, that doesn't help because you have to be the buyer too, right? And exactly. And it's getting harder and harder. I was just sitting in, I sat in a Cox Automotive webcast this morning and uh, the numbers on just vehicles, anything under $30,000 is like hard to find. And (laughs) what in the world, I mean, not that I didn't know that already, but it just made me think, okay, that's cutting out a lot of people, not only that can flip cars, but also just the general population of people that can't afford afford anything more than that oh definitely yeah it's it's a weird weird world weird out time. There. yeah but at the same time uh going back to the the uh car flipping forum and uh, in, and in, in last week's episode uh don't uh my, my computer's telling me i'm running out of time I, i'm not i'm talking too much uh, another another thing that uh i want to encourage you is the stuff's out there you know i i i go on a six mile walk every day and and uh on one six mile walk last week, I found 30 potential vehicles that I could approach the owners on. Uh, and I wasn't in a bad neighborhood. So it's, it's, uh, it's amazing what you can see if, if you do what I say, keep, keep your head on a swivel. The, the vehicles are still out there, but uh, you, you got to do a little extra work. And so, yeah. you know, we're talking today about differentiating yourself from your competition uh, both in selling and also in buying, as far as I'm concerned. Another thing you mentioned is creating an introduction video. This is something I I love that idea, and it's yeah. not something I I not even me who's, who's constantly in front of the camera. I really haven't done that. Um, can you elaborate a little bit about what what that should look like? Yeah. So um, there's two route two routes you can go. One uh, with introduction video, you can create like a generic one that um, whenever you respond to a customer, um, just let them know a little bit more about you and who you are, what you're doing. Uh, It doesn't have to be long, minute, minute and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I say generic, I don't mean to make it sound like it's common, just something that can be used evergreen kind of. Um, And then the other route you can go is make, once you get good at it, because if you do it a few times, it gets way easier. Mm-hmm. Then you can create just a quick little one for every customer that you meet or online and or have an email exchange with or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. whatever digital exchange. And that could be where you um, talk to the customer by name and uh, maybe talk about something that you remember that they said or that they are looking for or the type of vehicle they're looking for just to, to make it a little more personal. Mm-hmm. And um, they get to put a little, a face with the name and you get to establish what I like to call your professional brand with them. And even if you don't sell them something or even buy something from them, then they still remember you much more than if you didn't have a video. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I can see myself uh, creating maybe one for buying, one for selling, you know, yeah. right to get go. And then when you send me, because nobody wants to call me, you know, I'm almost no calls initially. And that's one of the things that we're going to talk about is, is how do you get them to actually, you know, interact with you personally. But so if, if you're sending me a, a Facebook message and I tell you a little bit about the vehicle you're asking me about, I, if I send you a, a 15 or 30 second uh, video, you're going to watch it. And I, I got a chance to win you over a little bit and make you make you trust me. Um, maybe I'll just tell them that bear joke or something. But but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think that, that I love that one. I, I really I really do. And and everybody, everybody who's listening to, to us right now has the tools you need to do it. You just got that yeah. phone in your hand. You can run the world with a phone. It's a, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and and and. Another thing you, you you told us is to do at least five things every day, which was daunting at first. Before I read, I'm I'm a I'm a headline reader, you know, and 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 said so I read what five things category that you know were, and and it, it it's absolutely not hard. Um, mm-hmm. Can you can you share with everybody what you know what would qualify as as five things? I and mean, certainly you could do more than that, especially if you're maybe working at a dealership and you got a a, a slow day. Yeah. Yeah, if you've got a slow day or, um, or, you know, even set aside a couple of minutes to do it, but there's, there's always slow days when you're selling cars, right? So on at least a dealership. And um, yeah, five things. So you're talking about, you know, just liking a comment or liking a post, mm-hmm. commenting on a post, sharing a post, um, uh, then producing some kind of uh, content, whether it's uh, just an image of you delivering a vehicle to some happy customers and telling their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't even have to be that complicated. I think once you start doing the five, then you realize, oh, this is easy. And then it gets a little bit easier once you're in the environment to, I think one of the stumbling blocks or challenges is is for salespeople uh, trying to create content. What do I create? What do I share? And you get a more a feel for it when you start participating more. And so um, there's people's birthdays, or people might be talking about um, their anniversary, or some a friend of yours might be having a birthday. You might. It, there's so many things you can do, and if you just f- do five things, then it forces you to get into a habit mm-hmm. of being there. And then and then things one thing leads to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one one thing I I wondered about this morning, uh, and I, I I know now that you now we dissect what five things look like. I know I'm doing my five plus all the time, um, but one thing I worry about sometimes about liking things because if I like something and it's one of those one of those dividing points, you know, you post this thing and I really like it, and I want to let you know I like it because you and I are on the same wavelength. The people who aren't on the same same wavelength may see that I liked it, and it could be divisive. So I'm kind of careful what I what I just click that like button for. Yes, yeah, that's another one of those where you kind of want to watch. Um, mm-hmm. What I notice about Facebook, so that'll happen on Twitter pretty regular. If you if you like something, it they will serve you content that your people that you're connected to have have liked. Mm-hmm. So on Twitter, you really got to watch. But on Facebook, it's um, not so much. Um, it it, it I haven't seen a lot of that happening. So, but just to put a finer point on it though, yeah, you want to make sure cause you're, you make a decision. Okay. Do you want to be on Facebook? If you're on Facebook, let's say, for instance, you want to be on there as an individual person and, and just connect with your family and friends and people and, and people that like what you like. 
Great. Okay. But if you want to have your business side on there, then you have to say, okay, well, I have to, I have to hold up on some of this other stuff that I'm doing because it may be controversial or it might cause someone to have a bad experience with me. And I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, I know a lot of people, that's a really common question. Like, what do I do with Facebook? Do I use a personal profile? Do I use a business page? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are using a personal profile, there's a lot more freedom with a personal profile. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to kind of, yeah, you have to be aware of what you're, you're, you're sharing and interacting. Exactly. Remember your, remember it can affect your, your wallet, you know, and, and that's, that's, yeah. that's why you're listening to us. You, you want to make more money and, Yep. And, and hell, I, I I got Kathy Cruz on here. This is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> hey, and, and that, so so now you you you've got this this thing going on with them where they're messaging you back and forth, and maybe even slipped a little video in there, and they're thinking, "Wow, this guy's all right. He seems like an okay guy." Um, maybe you told them about how I, like I like to talk about every vehicle I have goes to my mechanic first, and my mechanic is Dennis Johnson Automotive. He's an independent guy. He's the best mechanic in town. I mention him during every podcast, and he's yet to give me a nickel or a discount. And uh, but he's he's a great guy, and and I I like to I, I, it's true. I, it's absolutely true. And I I actually I I, I lean on Dennis's reputation uh, all the time. He doesn't mind my doing that. Um, but maybe I've done all those things and I've told them my car about my car or told them or I've gotten the information about what they're looking for. How do I get them to actually call me or give me, uh, you know, what do I do to get them off, get them to take things offline, as you as you said? So you want to look for buying signals. So these are um, questions that they ask, like, you know does it have this option or uh, how much is the payment or questions like that? That's a clear signal that they're a buyer. Right. Right. And so the next natural thing to do is to either ask them another question or set up an appointment Mm -hmm. where you can talk more about it. And it's as simple as that. Honestly, it's, I think there's this, this thing about, controlling your customer or try to, you know, sell them the car. But the reality is, is just, if you look for those signals and then ask for what you want, it's kind of your job to move the sale forward. So just say, well, why don't we talk about this on the phone or why don't I email you or text you or whatever, the, or maybe come down to, if you've got a, a office or a, or a, a lot somewhere, mm-hmm. um, but just moving it forward to that next step, just the very next step so that they don't feel like they're getting pushed hard and they're not, there's not a pressure on them to, um, you know, to buy necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just basically getting them to the point where you want the next step in the process of selling the car. It's 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 interesting because I I uh, I don't have a big problem with that, but I in talking with other dealers, I we all have we have we have new frustrations now that, that I was talking about my buddy Jimmy Johnson at the at the car the car uh, auction, uh, another wonderful wonderful Alabama guy, and uh, and I, I always see Jimmy if I, I always tell Jimmy if if I see him in the lane I know I'm in the wrong spot because he buys stuff that's way more expensive than me. And, mm-hmm. but I always got to go pat him on the shoulder and say, hi. And, and I, I told him, he said, how, how are you doing? And I said, I've, I've finished second place a whole bunch of times today. 
And uh, I said a third a couple of times too. And he, he said, well, there's a cure for that. And I said, yeah, I know the cure is to, you know, raise that hand more often. Because that's, that's we're all running into that problem right now. Where we can't, we can't buy stuff at the price we want. So we've got to figure out one of the things and one of the things just to pay more. But pretty soon you're just doing that as, as a, a hobby. And that's, that's not, <laughs> that's not what we want to do. We want to, we want to make money doing this. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that strategy works if that was going to be like from here on out. Right. But mm-hmm. what's going to happen very soon here mm-hmm. when the level starts, the, the, the market starts leveling out and, and, and uh, used vehicle prices start coming down, which they kind of already have, according to this webcast I listened to from uh, Cox this morning, mm-hmm. um, definitely prices are leveling out, but you know, they could be on their way down. And so you don't want to get caught with, you know, a vehicle that you can't sell that you're in for way, way too much. Exactly. It's very difficult to, to do business right now. It really is. Yeah. You got to be careful. And I, and I do, I do, of course, this is uh, today is the, what is it? The 28th, 20, yeah, 28th of, yeah. of June, 2000. 22. I, I always say it because it, I, this stuff is evergreen. People could be listening to us uh, in in 2032, and, and we'll be talking about this. But but I at, at this juncture, I, I do see. I'm guessing that our car prices are going to come back. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going to happen pretty soon, yes. and you got to yeah. be you got to be ready for it. Um, that's 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 something that we all know, and it's just a world that keeps changing and changing and changing. And speaking of changes, you've got a brand new thing that you've put together that I think can help everybody make more money. And, and I'm, I'm excited because you gave me a chance to, to get involved in it early. Uh, your, your new uh, uh, digital training course. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, yes, thank you. Um, I wanted to get my thoughts down into a course for a long time, uh, I'd say at least a couple of years. And I, I, once in a while, I'll do some consulting as a subject matter expert for a large training company that, that deals with the automotive OEMs. And I've appro- I approached them and I've approached a few others. I'm like, let's develop this program, you know, and they could never, it just didn't work. It just never worked itself out. And so I just, in November, in t- last, last year in November, I just said, I'm just going to build it myself. And so I did. <laughs> and, um, it's, uh, it's called uh, Social Media for Car Sales Masterclass. Mm-hmm. And it's a deeper dive into the components of social selling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't use the term social selling in the title just because it seems to not be people understand social media for car sales better than, than the term social selling. But it really is using social media to develop rapport and grow your network and then and be able to sell from that and just to generate your own leads so um yeah so i created it 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 um took me all this time finally got it um it's live Mm uh and um i just want to help salespeople sell more and i feel in this digital environment whether you're uh, at a franchise dealer or you're independent or uh, flipping cars or whatever the components are all fairly the same Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to what you need to do on social media Mm -hmm. and um, I address a lot of like the things we talked about today you know looking your best and all that but also just uh, some logistics about video and uh, what type of content to create and how to look for those buying signals and so 
I just, like I say, I just wanted to help more salespeople be able to navigate. I was a salesperson. Like I, that's, I did that in the beginning and um, I know how hard it is to just car sales is a very difficult job, especially now. So Mm -hmm. um, the digital communications between a customer and the dealership or customer and the salesperson are becoming blurred between like um, work and home kind of. And, and so, you know, what do you do when you want to be out there and not, not leave everything up to, you know, the dealership's marketing or some other kind of, you want to have some more control about what you can present. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so anyway, that's, that's why I created it. So. It looked pretty, pretty comprehensive. How long would it take? Will it take to complete the, the entire there are uh, three modules and there's uh, between four and six lessons in each module. And they're only about maybe eight or nine minutes of okay. video. Okay. Uh, there's some handouts in there, some PDFs of um, how to, uh, there's about personal branding in there or professional branding, as I call it. Um, what other, there's some other handouts in there. I think there's a social media checklist. Um but so I think overall, probably a few hours total time going through it all, but absorbing it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I have um, I have not tested it out yet, but uh, there is a community inside the course okay. uh, that I encourage everyone to be part of so that I'll be there. But I so people can ask questions and I'll that's be great. doing Q&A every week and that kind okay. of thing. So oh, that's um, that's really good. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I, I just started it on it. And, and the one thing I know is, is that you can do it at your own pace. Yeah. Um, so you can you can squeeze it in between what you're doing elsewhere. And, and I just I just think anything like this uh, can be beneficial to to that bottom line that we're all trying to build. But I don't know where anything else like this is. What, what Kathy's created is something that that can help us make more money. It's it's a uh, I mean, that's that's what we're here for. Um, I've, I've talked about uh, uh, a couple other courses that, that are out there that, that are, and, and uh, honestly, they're getting a little aged to them because, yeah. you know, the things change. There's some good things there. You know, definitely you can keep learning, but, but Kathy's course is brand new. Uh, as of June 28th, 2022, <laughs> literally, <laughs> it's probably still available. If this is 2035. Um, she may give you a deal on it then. But uh, uh, speaking of that, what what does it cost to, to do your course? What is that? Uh, I priced it, hopefully the reasonable price, 247. And I told I like I told you on, on when we were corresponding by email, uh, tw- I'll, I'll create a 20 percent off uh, promo code. So right. if somebody wants to go for it. Um, uh, again, this is, it's so brand new out of the box that there's no real like page to go to that um, will tell you more about it, but there will be soon. I'm almost done with it. <laughs> I'm fitting it in between all the other jobs I do. So, um, <laughs> Well, you just send, yeah. send along whatever you, you have as you develop it. And we'll, we'll continue to update it on our, on our resources page at flippinggenius.com. That's with one G F L I P P I N G E N I U S.com. And the resources page, you already find Kathy on there because she is an author. She's she's written some uh, some digital books that are also already advertised on there. Um, if you go to her website, uh, uh, cruisecontrolinc.com, uh, yeah. there's a cave with for the crew 
with a cruise. German spelling. Yeah, I, I had a neighbor with the same spelling when I was a kid. My oh, best friend Robert Cruz oh. uh, taught me how to flip off the policeman, taught me how to throw a snowball at police cars, and taught me how to skip school. All, all when we were about. I was. He was six. I was five. He was teaching me. But, uh, so cruise k-r-u-s-e control with a c inc.com you can learn more about kathy there um is there anything else that you want to share with everybody gosh no you know connect with me on social media i'm i'm on facebook and uh linkedin and pretty much everywhere mm -hmm. uh i'm on the board of a horse rescue honolulu horse yeah. rescue here in southern california and i i'm out at the ranch every weekend taking care of horses yeah i, I so, love seeing the, the things you post about I'm, I'm i'm a city boy but that one horse that i saw recently you said he he was named after a street in los angeles oh yes, my boy my boy his name's lou dylan he was yeah. um he was running in traffic on lou dylan avenue in watts and uh people were dodging him with their cars and throwing trash at him and how do horses wind up in los angeles i don't well you know that area right next to it was a place called hollywood park it was a long time horse racing track and oh. people in their uh i'm sure in their messed up brains they create they have these backyard breeder kind of things so they oh. breed thoroughbreds thinking they're going to win money or something which is oh, wow. for every winner you see there are thousands of non-winners and um that's what makes the industry so awesome. so um terrible honestly um because there's a lot that there isn't a lot done for the horses that don't make it mm -hmm. so i think what someone did is probably just either he escaped because he had barbed wire around, around his his uh, neck so i don't know if he escaped or if someone just let him go because that's what people do um but the lapd uh got him this kind citizen got him into their yard it was pouring down rain in los angeles which is one of those rare days and um got him into their uh, their uh, front yard they put a trash bag over him to help him not get so wet which didn't help at all but the um, LAPD um, got him to safety and then they called us. Mm -hmm. And um, the two officers that saved him uh, still come visit him. They, it was in two, it was three years ago uh, in February. And um, just recently huh. he was made an honorary police horse huh. and we had a ceremony and everything. And now he has a badge and a blanket <laughs> with this officer Lou Dillon on it. It's so cool. <laughs> that's cool. I can just tell from from uh, your expression that this is where your heart really is. That's that's all. Awesome. Oh, I just I love him so much because I, I went with Elizabeth is our founder and she and I, uh, I try to go with her when I can to get the horse. So we went and picked him up at uh, Animal Control up in Baldwin <laughs> Park. And, um, you know, so the ones we pick, the ones I pick up myself, obviously, are my like closer to me. But they're all I just love. I love all animals. But, you know, there's. Lou Dillon's he's he's a good he's a good horsey and and I I think I read that that 10 percent of all all profits from your company go to that to animal welfare yep yeah that's yep. pretty exciting that's pretty awesome and I, I I I think I have a link already on our resources page to uh it's called Hannah Lee is that Honolulu, it's like remember uh, there's an old song from the 60s that was puff the magic dragon yeah. like yeah. Honolulu. it's spelled weird but it's yes that's what it is it's it's just a safe place for for horses yep yeah if, if that hits your 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 heart out there and you want to get involved in that or for support yeah that. we're we are a registered nonprofit and all volunteer no one gets paid so all mm -hmm. the money goes directly to the horsies 
And I, yeah, I do. I enjoyed uh, seeing the post. There was one recently of, of, of uh, Lou uh, and, and another horse. It was a black horse and a white horse running around. Yeah. I, I was afraid they were beating up on each other, but apparently they were having a good time. Um, yeah, that was Coyote and Lou Dillon. They are best friends. They live next door to each other. And uh, every day we put them in the arena and they just run around. Uh, just uh, horses bite each other from it's like it's like a friendly thing. Uh -huh. um but you know obviously if they bite a human it's a little bit worse than yeah than, uh, so it's kind of like being at the dealer auction very it kind of like yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right well kathy say, thank you so much for coming on uh everybody uh considered checking out her her, her course you'll, you'll see links to it on our, our resources course, courses go to uh, our resources page go to flippinggenius.com kathy as i said participates uh and is a member of the car flipping forum on Facebook. If you're not a member yet, you need to be. It's free, F-R-E-E. -E. And we are we are developing uh, uh, Flipping Genius University. There'll be classes on there that you can take. Most of them will be free until I get tired of doing everything for free. And then I'm going to start charging you cats some money. And uh, hopefully at least one or two of you will send me a dollar. Uh, but uh, it's free right now. And, and Kathy's article that we were referred uh, to is on there, as well as a link to the used car dealer uh, magazine, which I think is a great resource. Yeah. Um, I work part time with the Alabama Independent Auto Dealers Association and and really believe wholeheartedly that they are there to help us. Um, and, and that association in your your local state or or Providence in Canada, same deal. You should be you should join, um, including uh, if you are a dealer, if you're not a dealer yet. I, I refer you to that because it's a place for you to get information on how to become a dealer and how to follow the rules, how to how to be legal. And that's something that we talk about. We'll probably have one of the guys from the association come on in the next few weeks and talk more about that, which nobody ever wants to hear. All they want to hear is about how to make money. They don't care about the laws, but I'm going to keep bringing it to you because I want to keep you guys out of trouble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kathy, so thanks so much for for joining us. You're uh, welcome. And and before we go, I just want to tell everybody: let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses. Mm -hmm.